Hey everybody, welcome to the Vorloff Hour. We're here at Big Grove in Des Moines. Whoa! For hey Richard yo. the Whale. What's up? What's we're, happening? We're so excited to be here. Actually, let's introduce you guys first. Yeah, let's do it. I skipped over that. We have Jack here always. Hey, what's going on everybody? Happy to be here, as always. Yes. Except for have, last episode. Except for last episode, you were sorely missed. You had to go to some dumb wedding? Yep, a wedding. Damn my friends happy for him and we're here with danny stanley and keaton scott hell yeah thanks for having us yeah thanks for being here yeah it's an exciting day richard richard the whale every december every december first saturday of every december first time here in des moines obviously yeah. done it up in solon and um been kicking it off in iowa city what is this year number five six since 2017 so yeah is that the first Richard, 2017? No, the first Richard was actually uh, out in Solon, I believe it was 2014, because we started up there in August of 2013, and that stuff gets a little muddled in my head because so much was happening at that time, but yeah, it was 2013 or 2014, and that was us, you know, hand-filling bottles back in the brewery, one at a time with little swing tops, and having no idea if anybody was going to show up the next day and <laughs> all that stuff. But yeah. Danny, for the uninitiated, who are you and why do you know so much about Richard? Yeah. With your specifics. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a self-appointed title of the beacon of hospitality. Um, I started off as a manager out in Solon, uh, became the general manager out there, and then uh, jumped into the partnership as we opened up Iowa City. Uh, and now I oversee the hospitality at all, the, all three, it's soon to be four, Seem to be five locations. Dang, dang, yeah, that's amazing. So it started. You're saying Richard started in 2014. What? I guess we have to ask. It's Richard the Whale. Where did the name come from? And like, what are the specifics? Because it sounds like a fever dream nightmare situation with this mystical uh, white whale of sorts. Well, yeah, you're kind of hitting it on the head whale. there. Um, as we started to make beer that people actually wanted to drink, which was a very exciting time. Um, a lot of us came from the kind of hospitality and restaurant background. And then um, we all just kind of started getting into the, the craft beer, you know, in 2007, 2009 era. And then it became uh, something where it's like, okay, we're gonna start brewing our own. And all the things that we were seeking out, oftentimes were these big old barrel aged stouts, as we all know, sitting around this table. And it was like, well, why aren't we, why aren't we doing that now? Now that we got our, uh, we had like the Big Grove IPA and the arms race were really taken off at the time. Um, and we weren't sure if we had the space, the time, uh, the money to do some of these barrel aged things. Like that seemed almost unfathomable. It's like, that's such a, that's like what big breweries do. And I was like, well, we can get our hands on some barrels. We can give this a shot. So everybody was always chasing the whale. Mm. So um, through some drinking of Jameson and- um, Every good story starts yeah. there. <laughs> And that we were, we were coming up with, you know, what's this recipe going to be? What's this beer going to be? Um, and what are we going to call it? So, yeah, we kind of came up with Richard. There's the, the fun story for everyone, which is that, um, yeah, everyone chases after the whale and Richard's a big whale and let's go hunt down the whale and people will come and get the whale. And then the real story is that we probably drank too much Jameson and wanted to call it uh, whale dick. And we thought that that was completely inappropriate, um, but that's what we were gonna do. And then we kind of jokingly uh, ended up with, well, how can we actually make this work? Um, so yeah, it's not really a public story and a lot of people <laughs> I'm making it public, but um, that is kind of like the fun of it is um, we have a good time. So when we're doing stuff like this, um, that's why you'll see a lot of our variants kind of play on that, uh, the Richard pun there. So last year we did, um, what do we do? Spotted, spotted Dick, Spotted Richard. You know, that's a, <laughs> a dessert um, over in England. Um, and then we did Pralines and Richard, if uh, anybody remembers that. Um, that also came with uh, drinking some whiskey um, and some high ABV beers. And we were like, well, what's the special variant going to be? 
watching uh, Wayne's World at the time, and um, there's a the bad character in that. Uh, his name is I can't oh remember. goodness, uh, Benjamin. Oh, and uh, they said, well, if Benjamin was an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. <laughs> and we started laughing, and we're like, oh my god, we could make pralines and Richard. I like praline stout in general, so that's that's a great combination. Yeah. What? I'm just bulldozing through people's topics. I, I do want to know what, since you've been doing it so long, what is your favorite variant you've had of it? Or do you have a favorite year of just regular Richard? Um, it might just be a bias to be um, where I'm sitting right now, but this year of Richard, I think, um, tops all the rest. And it's also probably a bias with people with a little bit better palate than I do, saying that um, Josh Tyler specifically saying, this is probably the best year that we've ever done. Um, Pralines was actually um, one of my favorites. Jean-Luc also uh, is up there for me. Jean-Luc Picard? Yeah. Is that what their name came from? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> um, I would have to go back and look at uh, everything that was in there. Um, I just remember really liking it. Do you guys have a favorite? Does everybody else have a favorite Richard or Richard variant around the table that they can remember? Golden Ticket last year was great. That was... Uh, I honestly haven't had a bunch of Richard because it's not the easiest to get here in Des Moines until this year. So I'd have to rely on my buddies who would go there. And then last year at iBest, we, uh, Scott Selix opened up a bottle of Golden Ticket, had that. I've had a few of just the straight Richard. Yeah. They're always good. I just love a good VA stout. Yeah. I. I really liked last year's Spotted Richard, and um, I think I tend to gravitate towards more just the the standard Richard, and you know, letting the letting the malt and the barrel characters shine more than um, the adjuncts. And yeah, I'm a big fan of just the normal, just barrel aged stuff too. But I was talking earlier about coffee, coffee Richard from when I had it in 2017, probably, or I don't remember when that was. Probably 2017 or 2018 is when I had it in Solon itself. But uh, uncertain. Yeah. Yeah. I found Jean-Luc. Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, there you uh, go, thank you. Vanilla bean, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Whoa, that sounds great. Like some French toast. Ooh. Add some maple syrup to that, and you got yourself breakfast. Oh, boy. <laughs> that we did wonderful. when we released it. <laughs> oh, we, really? had, we had a breakfast going. That's awesome. That That's one, we actually pulled our beer trailer that's sitting on our back lawn in Iowa City. We pulled it into our back room in Iowa City. Oh, really? And we were serving that beer out of that. Oh, that's amazing. That's in, inside, it was crazy. <laughs> that's fun. Mr. Should we dig in and try one? Oh, yeah, let's do it. So yeah. we've got a 2021 Richard, and this year's 2022. We want to try them side by side. Sure. Sounds good to me. Thank you. We're yes. passing glasses around. Shout out to Janelle, who you'll be hearing from soon. But she brought this bottle, so this Baba. Yeah, all of these, the 2022 weighing in at about 12.2% ABV, and uh, the base itself, which all of the variants come from, unless there's um, sometimes some older Richard, or um, in the case of the Golden Ticket this year, some Velvet, you've had as well, blended in. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, they all get a 16-hour boil, so you damn near making molasses in the kettle. That seems to be a, a trend that's going on now. So is that like, as Richard's developed over time, have, how, how much does it change year to year? Like and how it's brewed like that, you know, of, or just in general? Uh, I've been at Big Grove since 2022 or 2020, um, right in the middle of the pandemics when I came down. So I've been a part of two of the Richards there and the 16 hours was about, you know, what they started to land on. Yeah, I feel like you go much more than that and uh, you get a base that's hardly fermentable anymore. Mm. Yeah, and then we're sitting in the barrels anywhere from 8 to 12 months-ish. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> Which one should we start with, James? Uh, probably 21, right? Let's do it. Janelle's already got it to the right temperature for us, so... <laughs> I love it. I mean, I'm glad we poured them a bit ahead of time coming out of the tap, too, yeah. because, like, you don't want to be drinking 
36 degree barrel aged imperial stout because so much of the flavor is just locked away and you just don't get as much out of it yeah it's another thing we have to kind of retrain the staff here when you're pouring it it's like go ahead and pour 12 of these right now yeah even yeah, if let nobody's them there let them let them hang out for a second people are really gonna enjoy it and get a lot more of that flavor out of it i like the way the carbonation kind of uh rolls over and fades on the sides of your tongue there's a lot of these imperial stouts that are just still almost or just with like a touch of carbonation but this has a a good amount there to kind of cut through a lot of that body as well still has a lot of body but you know brings a balance to it instead of just drinking syrup yeah you know yeah this is the 21 i'm talking about too yeah I don't think I had this one last year, so mm. having it, I think the last time I actually had Richard was 2019, I think, mm. so it's been a while, and this seems like, uh, this is just nice dark chocolate, like, and perfectly smooth, nice vanilla, and like, a lot of that char character is still in there too, yeah. but it's super mellow, super smooth, mm-hmm. probably with a, a year of age that'll do that to you too. Yeah. Do you know what barrels by chance um and was it all the same one i know that it was blended all together but was it like every barrel the same brand no we've gone through a lot of different ones we started with uh, some heaven hill back in 14 mm. and we've done buffalo trace and yeah you buffalo might trace that. elijah craig um kind of my philosophy with barrel aging especially bourbon and whiskey barrels is i don't chase a specific distillery um mm. I want the freshest, wettest barrels I can get. Yeah. Um, not, that's not to say I'm just going to take anything I can get, but, you know, if it's uh, Elijah Craig that was emptied two weeks prior versus Heaven Hill that was emptied two months prior, I'm mm-hmm. going to take the fresh barrel every right. time. Because um, I, I don't particularly like like rinsing them beforehand. No, you know, yeah. You get rid of some of that character. Yeah. And, you know, so if I see a, a barrel and there's still a little spirit, swirling around in there it's a good sign for sure my experience with that is last time i had barrels uh it was woodford double oak barrels and we popped those open and you could just hear it sloshing around and we were so tempted to turn the barrel over and just steal some out we were like no 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 no, no. we'll let the beer have it and then we put the beer in there and it was in there for just over a year and i was like i'm happy we didn't take that out that sounds nice back in my days uh brewing in hood river oregon we got I think 18 to 20 rum barrels and they were soaking wet me and uh me and another brewer who were um big rum drinkers we ended up getting some stainless steel steamer trays <laughs> and coffee filters and i think we got like five or six liters of oh my god know, cask strength rum we filtered out and squirreled away for ourselves <laughs> were you at full sale then uh freem family brewers oh okay yeah. i lived in portland for like a year and a half, so. Uh, what time? Uh, 2012 to 2000, and the midway through 2013. Okay, I moved to yes. summer of 2013. I moved to um, Portland, and I was at Widmer Brothers there yeah. for yep. uh, almost four years. And then, um, you know, I really, uh, I really actually like the technology and the automation and programming, but. Um, Started to feel like it's losing the brand identity a little bit. And uh, as you know, Freem's doing great things in Hood River. I think their lager program's one of the best in the country. So I've taken a lot of my um, experience and learning there and trying to apply them to our program here in Des Moines. Nice. Damn. I'm, I'm now digging into the new one. Yeah, baby. I just get a lot more aroma. Yeah, um, tons. Putting my nose over it and a bit more of a fruit character that usually happens, and then it'll age out too. Even like fresh yeah. imperial stout, non-barrel age has some fruit character. Then put in a barrel, that rests for a while, that tones down. But I mean, then from year to year, I mean, this is why people save bottles and have verticals forever, right? Is to see how they've developed over time. Yeah, yeah. In in oxidation, you know, take yeah, its toll on any yeah. beer, and um, you know, our. our uh, packaging team does a great job and uh will and iowa city's got it dialed down or we're picking up little to no do at all but um you know you can't keep it all out and they 
they change over time. Yeah. So I think, you know, getting hints of it in 2021, but it's still holding up really well. I mean, micro oxidation is not necessarily a bad thing when it comes to barrel aged beers anyway. Yeah, that's what you're doing you. in a barrel. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all, all part of flavor development and profile, I suppose. Do you have a, do you have a Richard from every year you've worked at uh, Big Grove so far for the last two years? Uh, no, I, I, I drink my beers. I don't say that. Are you <laughs> say, do you have a vertical from every year so far, Danny? Uh, sitting around in our coolers, I do. Really? Yeah. Do you have one from every? Do you have one from all the way back? No. Um, I actually got gifted um, our original bottle uh, from someone who put some like Christmas lights in it. What? Uh, last year, which <laughs> That's was really fun. cool. And it's our original design, which was also kind of actually part of that story. Um, we had a four-year-old design our first Richard bottle. Um, <laughs> His name is Knox. Still, his name is still Knox. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so you see our, our first two, it was literally a kid on a piece of paper drawing what he thought a whale looked like. <laughs> That's amazing. It's very sweet. Um, but yeah, I think we, we have them back to, we still have some 17, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's a pretty good vertical. Yeah, um, that actually sparked me uh, just last week. I've been spending a lot of time in our Solon, um, our Solon brew pub, and it's very much like food forward up there. Um, not that we're not food forward down here, but that's the place that has, you know, seasonal menus, crazy beer dinners and all these things. So I thought it'd be a really nice thing to release um, kind of the seller um, bottle list. Like if you're in the know, then you know, but don't put it anywhere unless people are asking for it. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's so cool. we started kind of, yeah. I like saying squirreling things away. So we started squirreling some of those uh, bottles away, um, some of the old velvets and things like that. And I was thinking that we'd start putting those in our back pocket for our, our team to start selling. And if people want to take them home or if they want us to crank open the bottles and do a little vertical there, that we'd kind of open dope. it up to them. That's really cool. You guys let me know when you're up there. I'll, I'll set you up. Got to make my way over there now just for that. Just <laughs> for that. Hey, it's still early. You're early. Oh, today? Yeah, I'm just going to go drive over there today. Man, I've had a, a beer and a half, and now I'm drinking Imperial Stout. I we'll, need to then we'll drive over to Solon. Yeah, we'll Uber. Which, for the listeners, is I'll give you a ride. We're, we're going. Oh, you're going today? We're going to Iowa City, and then Solon. We're hitting all three, and then next year we're going to hit all four or five. So, yeah. Yeah, let me call up my wife and be like, Jackie, I'm gone for the day. <laughs> Expect to find me in a ditch somewhere in eastern Iowa. Have her call my wife, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation. 2022 is great. I yeah. totally don't want to gas you up too much, but for sure it's, I can see why you'd say it's like the best right now. It's huge chocolate. It's like a bourbon chocolate candy, like yeah. dark chocolate, yeah. a little fruity too, which you can expect from some dark cocoa as well. That's awesome. I'm excited to see how that base plays with all the various adjuncts too. Yeah. I'm pretty excited sure. to get into those. Did we want to pull Janelle on, our other other guest, to yeah. talk about anything? She's itching. I'd, she's I'd chomping so. at the bit over here. <laughs> yeah, she seems like she's jumping, chomping at the bit to get on. She got a lot of sleep last night. Oh, I'm sure. Not stressed out at all over this. <laughs> Take it on, baby. Okay. Thank you. Does this mean you're leaving us now? I can be around. I can do whatever you guys want. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank this you. This is amazing. Should have said that while you were still on, Mike, but that's okay. That's fair. Well, I, I didn't know he was going to take off, take off. I thought he was going to sit here and join us for... Also, you, yeah, you, you don't have to. I'm not trying to guilt you into sitting on a bucket on the floor. Yeah, but it's you successfully did. <laughs> yes. It's a very comfortable bucket. Mission accomplished. Yeah, we're all sitting on buckets and kegs right now. It didn't... <laughs> It's pretty full in the tasting room, so we didn't really want to pull any seating out right Done. now. And uh, I think it's a U.S. soccer game on right now. Yeah, can yep. you see the score? So. Is there a score? No, uh, there's a uh, there's a steel tank right no, in the way. One zero. <laughs> uh oh. Netherlands one. Well, well, that Great. sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, we're only eleven team. minutes in. We we got plenty of time. That's true. Uh, we have the golden child. He'll score eventually. I forget, how do you say his last name? Christian Pul Pul Pulisic. 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 I think. Is he the, Polish? The pride of our country, even though he plays in the German leagues and lived in Germany. <laughs> Sounds right. Right, I'm right, though, right? That's, yeah, yeah okay. 
Uh, I don't know much about this. Soccer. Is not a great sports podcast. No, no. <laughs> it's not like any of us know what we're talking no. about right now. Well, James, who do we have with us? Janelle. Accurate. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's up, you guys? Janelle Buxton yeah, here, we, hanging out, sitting on a keg. We knew you from before you were Big Grove. Mm-hmm. You're with Buck Creek. Yeah. That's where I met you. Yes. And that's right. Then you went to Big Grove. Mm-hmm. And that's where I still know you. Indeed. Yes. Yes. The raw materials is my favorite part of the whole, this whole thing. That's how I got into this business. Yeah, you're still all raw materials, right? That's definitely what you're still doing. You coordinate all I the raw materials. I couldn't be anything further from it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I now coordinate podcasts. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that is so. true. Thank you so much for coordinating <laughs> this. So technically, correct. Yeah. Yes. You are raw material. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I like to think of myself as a finished product, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not raw. Excellent. Except for my You're very emotions. polished today. You're very Thank polished. You. Yes. I'm so raw. yes, I um, did. I got to work in the uh, with Buck Creek, and um, they had a hop hop farm. I'm not sure if they're growing anymore, but um, but it was really cool to see you know hops grown in Iowa. And then I, I'm a farm kid, so grain is always this thing that I've studied and been interested in. And so it was it was a ton of fun to get to know people like James and talk about you know what they were working on and then big grove just uh some some neat stuff opened up you know and no you joined with big grove like right when the iowa city location was being built right is that about right or before no so actually this is really fun for me to be on today because two years ago today was my first day oh really Mm -hmm. congrats my timeline my head's all whacked up yeah, well, it's easy uh, when you work in this space. It's time flies when you're having fun. So, um, I was invited to come check out this kind of cool event that Big Grove did as I was just starting, and it was called Richard, and I had not been before. And so I was like, yeah, sure. And I went to Iowa City, and there was a line of people out the door. And so I jumped behind the bar and started um, bar backing. And I got to meet a ton of my new coworkers. And as Danny referenced, um, we we did have Spotted Dick that year. It was two years ago uh, because it was labeled on the tap handle. And I was like, you know, I know I'm in the right place. <laughs> yes. Well, it was called Spotted Richard. That's kind of a... <laughs> did the tap handle say that, uh, though? Well, the, the, the tap handle had to be... For the employees. Oh, okay. Had to be abbreviated. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of room to write. Uh, so... I knew I knew that this was home. So we're all terrible at spelling. So. <laughs> to his friends, he's Dick. Richards, his dad. Richards, his dad. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Yeah. So we have the three other variants in front of us. We do. Should we um, try the? Co- Let's do the coffee. I mean, it is. I mean, it is the morning. The morning. We gotta get our so morning coffee in. It's only Thank appropriate. You. Now, do we know coffee specifics, like what coffee was used? And we yeah, do. so uh, Josh Seiler, who um, is one of the, I think one of the originals with Danny and Solon, um, and he's our operation manager. Uh, he really takes the lead on the Richard projects, and he's got a great relationship with JBC Roasters at uh, Madison, and they selected a. Um, Ethiopian bean to try and go a little more fruit forward to play with, uh, you know, some of the uh, dark fruit, you mm-hmm. know, like fig, um, kind of like prune yeah. notes uh, from the malt. Um, so let's let's dive in. Did they? You can take a sip first, but I want to. Do they roast it specifically for you guys, or? Uh, was this something, a product that they already had that you went and then was like, this is the right product for the beer? Yeah, typically they send us a pretty pretty big grab bag of, uh, you know, we kind of uh, give them ideas of what we're looking for and they send things that, you know, they fit the bill and do a couple different trials, whether it's just making a cold brew or doing a, a coarse grind and, um, you know, putting it through a couple different trials before we select a bean. The, the coffee flavor in this is wonderful. Incredible. It's nice. Yeah. I could it, be completely off base, but I feel like I'm getting like marmalade or something a little bit. Some from part of the fruitiness of it? Yeah. 
Maybe it's interacting with the, the sweetness of the beer, too, but I don't know anything about coffee. That's all. It reminds me like a, um, a candied espresso bean sort of situation. Oh. Like a you know, chocolate-covered espresso bean sort of thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's I, a... You get like some dark sweet cherry from it, too. I can see that, yeah. I mean, depending on the coffee, uh, coffee has all sorts of good fruit character depending on how it's used, so right. that's always got to be fun. Mm-hmm. I think on this this one, when I was chatting with some of the brewing team, they were they were talking about um, intentionally being really intentional about the fruitiness of it and how it's a little bit more rare to take this approach with the coffee, particular coffee varietal that was used. But um, they just liked how the the berry popped in it, you know, mm. particularly. So, uh, and you can tell. <laughs> yeah. So I am observing our, we got new glassware at all the locations, so I'm watching our, the new collation points hit on these glasses in the sun. You can just see that the... Oh yeah, looks good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not Sorry. seeing them in the... Uh, I'm not seeing them <laughs> in the... Whoa, you're not seeing nucleation in the Imperial style in the, yeah. in the two ounce glass? <laughs> Three, but yeah. <laughs> hey, well, okay. All right, I'm sorry. Three ounce glass. That's the most amazing thing is drinking a coffee Imperial stout on a 14 degree morning yeah there's just it's pretty brisk outside it is brisk yeah but the sun is shining through the brewery windows so all is right with the world yes everybody else do you have a favorite uh richard or richard variant you know only because of my affinity to two years ago when i saw the tap handle uh (laughs) it has to be (laughs) the um the dessert varietal of that year which was spotted richard I'd be interested in going out there and talking to all the people that are here to see what their favorite Richard is. Because I guarantee some of these people that are here today have gone, to, done the trek to all the way to Iowa City probably yearly for this same thing. So I bet they're, one, very happy that they don't have to go all the way to Iowa City for it. And two, they probably have some good stories and some probably some favorites from the past. Yeah, we can start our man on the street segment, you know. Hey, uh, all you. All paddles, I'm no brakes. Yeah. I already talked to three groups that... Uh, just recognized me from when they were up in Iowa City, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and you could probably uh, get some proposed names that didn't quite make the cut. There's a lot. There's a lot you can do with Richard the Whale. That's probably not a great PR, but <laughs> as Danny but touched fun. on earlier, <laughs> there was actually a couple last night from a group from Chicago that came into Iowa City. So Iowa City hosts a dinner. Uh, the the Friday before Richard release. And so it's a 15 course, crazy amakaze style dinner. So it's all like small bite one, you know. And um, and yeah, this this group think, uh, drove in from, I'm sorry. from, from Chicago. And um, they just, they said, we we come here, we, we come here for, for Topling's release. And then we wanted to scoop down and hang out with you all. So, um, so that was pretty amazing to have some friends from a bordering state come over and they had a great time. It was a great dinner. Yeah. How far, what's the furthest you've talked to somebody that's come in for it? Cause Chicago's, you know, a long ways off. Yeah. Uh, but is there anybody that you know of that has come from further away or is Chicago the furthest sense of just straight talking to somebody? I would say Chicago. Oh yeah. We've had people come in from Colorado, um, upper Wisconsin. We have a gentleman that's in, I haven't seen it with my own eyes this year, but that gets the Richard the Whale tattoo every what? year. What? So he emails me to see what the, the color is going to be each year so that he can get a new one. Oh, that's um, awesome. So he's like, you know, literally looking for like, what's the, you know, the swatch number or whatever that you guys are going to be using. It's like, I don't know yet. What? Man. And so they come in every year. There's a guy, I'm like reminiscing. I'm like kind of disappointed I'm not in Iowa City right now because I feel like I'm letting people down, but... There's a guy that I like rip the posters off the wall for every year because <laughs> he's like, "Hey man, when those are ready, let me let me grab one of those." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't fucking need these anymore. <laughs> Why don't you just have it?" So yeah, we, I don't know. We've had we've had people come, yeah, driving driving four hours. They usually spend the day there and hopefully get a hotel and don't do anything crazy. But yeah, hopefully get a hotel is a good a yeah. good call. Yes, good call. It's for the right sure. way to do it. Yeah. For sure. Can we also call, call out our coworker Reed right now, who is running around outside of the building, dressed up in his mittens and stocking cap, and waving people into the parking lot he with didn't. full throttle enthusiasm. He's a parking lot coordinator for today. 
He didn't have mittens, so he's using Big Grove hats. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and he's helping people carry uh, boxes of beer to their car. That's very kind. That's a great hospitality note there. Oh. We started off the day with uh, serving um, sausage and bacon and fresh uh, pastries to everybody in line. Oh, really? Ooh. Yep. What so. was the earliest somebody was here in line for? I guess that's... For here, it was um, right around 5.15. Oh. We had a group of four show up. It's so cold. In Iowa City, I know it was 11 degrees out there. And then in Iowa City, um, we have people that show up at midnight with their ice fishing tents um, right outside the door. But now we have the winter guard up like that kind of wall on the outside so we can turn on the heat for him. Oh, that's and nice. Then we open it up so people can uh, uh, use the bathrooms and stuff like that. Oh, but, nice. Yeah, our bakers were here cooking all that stuff up. So I just walked through and I'm like, I'm taking all this shit out to these people. This is awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So you got to get the golden ticket. So I get it. It's I'd worth it. I, I guess I've never been that early in a line. but Are you guys line people and like... I just recently. What would you wait in line it. for? Uh, the only lines I've actually been to are at Lua. Yeah, I mean, you're in the industry now, so you've kind of got a backdoor entrance to. Oh no! I will go lines. in there and like use the restroom and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Things that other people can't do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, but I will get there. I at least I got there was like six thirty, just I, to hang out. Yeah, I used to be a line guy, I guess, but it more mostly was to be just hanging out with the people. Less so, like I wasn't super worried about, you know having like running out of the beer or anything yeah, and, like sure. if i tried it i tried it. it was mostly just to hang around with my friends that were also going to yeah it. like i went to a confluence anniversary pretty early i think that was their third or fourth one i went there pretty early for that and i remember i had a running bit for a while where i had to be the first person at 515's anniversary line so for like four years in a row i had to be the first person we didn't have tents or anything which was a mistake for like half of the years and then theirs is in april i believe normally and the worst year was I had to shave my entire beard off for work because they were being dumb about beards at the time. And it was freezing Thanks. cold I, and I didn't have a beard and I thought it was supposed to be warmer and it was super windy and my face was just so cold. I looked very miserable. <laughs> I felt miserable with you just oh. Oh. recapping I mean, that. me with a beard looks miserable already. So me without a beard is even <laughs> just more miserable and for everyone else to look at. I, maybe not so much for beer releases, but I've been referred to as a habitual line stepper. I think Danny can probably attest. Um, line stepper? Yeah, what's that mean? You're skipping Stepping out of line? Yeah, like yeah. in, the, in, in front of people? The, You're that guy? There's boundaries, and, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a way to push it. They don't apply to you? <laughs> it's more you just a joke, Janelle. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But, so I wanted to grab a sample for you guys while we're doing the uh, the coffee, Richard. Um, got a beer going in tank right now that I got some coffee from a friend of mine, Futura Roasters in Portland, and he focuses on uh, uh, farmers that practice regenerative, regenerative farming because um, uh, when they process the beans, it creates a lot of waste and uh mm. it uh can kind of uh, affect soil quality and um also just like water quality all the runoff and so he focuses on really fruit forward beans so i wanted to do a coffee pale ale that played with the hops and you know it's pretty light on the coffee and that's what we were going for um use some german ariana and new zealand pacific jade I assume it was a light roast then, if you're going for like specific fruitiness then? Yeah, and we had him send several samples. We went with uh, um, some Panamanian and uh, Colombian Panamanian blend. And did, was it all whole bean or was did you do some coarse ground in there too? Yeah, I did whole bean because that I just really didn't want to over extract on yep. it. Um, you know, I, I wanted it to play with the hops and, you know, be present but subtle. Um, and, you know, avoid kind of the roast notes. Coffee, coffee pale ales are tough and finding that balance of the fruitiness. Because oftentimes when you have the coffee pale ale, it's just like, here's just dark roast coffee again or cold brew and it just overwhelms everything else. But that's a cool idea to try to find that fruit balance. Because the coffee, we talked about the fruitiness of the ones earlier and the beans chosen for Richard and finding the fruitiness that plays well with certain hops is a really cool idea and very experimental. And it, it's it's still early in the process here. It's coming across more uh, nutty mm -hmm. um, to me, kind of, you know, veering towards like a, almost a Marisotter or... Um, How long has it been on malt. the beans? 
Uh, we we circulated it for a couple hours in our hot back, and then uh, killed the circulation. Put the hot back in the cooler for a couple days to steep, and then pump that in. Um, and we'll probably run it through the centrifuge here in a week and a half or so, and we're going to put it on our nitro line as well. Oh, so I think that'll help drive the aromatics as well. Now, do you mind saying how many pounds? So pounds you used? it's a 20 barrel batch and we used uh, 20 pounds to okay. about a pound. Cool. So and with the hot bag, you don't need as much. Yeah. And so right. just circulating so it that, for a couple hours and then letting and you'll it get steep. a lot more exposure and get a lot more flavor. That's one of the I, I think that's one of the coolest things that we do. Yeah. When I first learned about that, when we got that, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. And it was like, oh, you can use half as much like coffee or something like that to expose all of this beer and you actually get way more flavor way more efficiently and the beer just comes out the quality is just so much better with that those things are cool yeah and uh i also i circulated it after it already been dry hopped and crash cooled um just kind of you know, as, I, as I've said, the, the goal is for it to be subtle but present and not trying to get some over-extraction. Yeah. I, I think with lighter beers, too. You don't prob- want your beer to taste like green pepper? Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the biggest goal. Yeah, no one likes that. That's cool. That's really cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's really nice. Keaton, what, what kind of yeast are you rocking in that? This? Uh, this would be our, our house strain from Iowa City, uh, London Fog. So that's what we use in... Easy Eddie, all the hazies, um, kicking around a couple different strains here. Uh, I've got a couple different American and English strains, trying to get some beers a little more clarity, brighter. Um, been using a, a strain from Imperial Yeast out of Portland. It's the Ondex Lager strain that I'm loving. Been sharing it with the Lua folks who've been using it back and forth, but. Cool. Kind of at the end of the day, uh, when you can get free yeast from Iowa City, you take advantage of that. Yeah, you that. take free yeast, absolutely. So. Free is free, especially if it's coming from a sister location. Well, it's more like a mother location. That's fair. But... <laughs> That's fair. Uh, should we keep going on with the, the next couple uh, Richards? Yeah, should we do the, Let's do it. the dessert? Yeah, what do you suggest, absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Golden Ticket is the crescendo. Okay, That's okay. Like Hey, look, I could just grab my own this time. <laughs> look, I can, I can help this time. I'm helping. So, and Danny, maybe you know, you can talk through this a bit, but the uh, every year, so we have Richard the Whale, and then there are three variants. Is that, is that true? <clears throat> like every year we've generally done that? Okay, so there's... I shouldn't say every year, but that kind of started, I think, probably when we got a little more official with the, you know, the new label, not even new anymore, but... 2017 mm-hmm. um, yeah we do our Richard the Whale it's not base Richard this is Richard you know a lot of people are like oh it's the base beer and it's like no that's that's the beer sure <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yep. and then yeah we like to do a coffee and then um, a special variant for our four pack and then we do the golden ticket where that's where we just go bonkers with spending way too much on shit we shouldn't be able to get our hands on whether it be there was some coffee. I was trying to remember the name of it a couple uh, years ago. The uh, Gesha? Or yeah. Gesha? Yeah. yeah it's... We had, like, people that own coffee shops calling us, like, how the hell did you guys get this? Really? That's not fair. That's cool. <laughs> Where and did you get it? We got it from, uh, I think we got it. No, we got it from JBC. They, they, they set us up and, you know, like, couldn't eat, like, an ounce of it is it's very, it's got a pretty penny to it. Um. Yeah, but it was so cool to get it, get it, and also, you know, we're lucky enough that we're sitting back in a, tables like these, brewing up our own batch of the most expensive, most sought-after coffee in the world, and we're just like, hmm, yeah, this ought to work for Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so when can we expect the uh, serval, uh, Richard? Oh, yeah. Serval coffee, yeah. the the cat poop coffee? Civet. 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 Serval's um, a different big cat, isn't it? I think so. Whoops, civet. When can we expect the, the cat poop coffee? It's, uh... 2022 
So, so what's... yeah, the, uh, the dessert, Richard, is a orange and chocolate combo this year. That's my favorite holiday candy. The Terry's chocolate orange? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to smash it. It takes me a whole month to eat it. And it just, like, oozes out. Is it... No, it's, it's, it's like solid, chocolate. solid chocolate. It's solid? Yeah, it's, okay. a big old, it's shaped like an orange, and when you smash it, it it's orange like slices. orange slices. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's also one of my favorite. Milk chocolate, Christmas dark treats. chocolate. They're but it doesn't take me a month so to eat it. It takes me about three quarters of a day, and then oh, I don't feel as good yeah. at the end of the day. Not only like a slice or two at a time, unless I'm drunk. <laughs> but that's why I keep it in the cupboard, so I can't see it. Are these like normal slices, like what you would expect? They're, out no, of they're very, orange? they're very small. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. Then. No, a normal <laughs> person could probably crush it. it in a, yes. <laughs> Come on now. I am not a normal short. person, but yes, yes, I do <laughs> eat them. I, the secret got out. I think last year I got three of them for Christmas last year. Oh wow! I ate one in a day. I ate the <clears> second one the next day, and then I still have the third one because I was so over <laughs> the chocolate after oh, the, good the second Lord. day. But I mean, there's something you know, savor it. Always savor it. I love orange and chocolate as a combination, though. Right, so, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, we were, we were, the brewing team was super excited to uh, play with this this year. So there is uh, freshly zested orange, uh, as well as some pureed blood orange in, uh, in this combo with um i think it was mass chocolate is that right yeah out of new york we've yeah. been really liking the stuff we get from them as far as cacao nibs uh mm-hmm. I believe tanzania is what we've mm. been going with mm-hmm. but yeah i i get you know, a lot of chocolate up front on the nose and then on the back end is when the, the orange really comes through and yeah the orange is nice it's like uh you know sometimes dessert beer can be a little bit like too thick too overwhelming too anything like that the citrus and the aromatic like citrus note that you get off of it too kind of like helps balance everything out and doesn't make it feel like it's uh, oversaturated in my palate it doesn't feel overwhelming like it it actually wants me to go back oh have the next sip because now the orange is already in your mouth and you're gonna have that first hit of chocolate right away again and playing that game of sip and repeat and i think you gotta you know it's all about nuance and with um you know big stouts the the dark roasted malt is already going to drive the ph and acidity down so it's that balancing act of you, know, you don't want to add a bunch of orange and citrus to, you know, to make a beer almost tart um, i don't know how you guys feel but i don't like sour stouts oh you're it's very to the choir right now. all right yeah. good deal mm-hmm. at least personally speaking i can't do them i don't like it's them. sour stouts are hard and I've had a couple that I would go, I like these, but then that's like one in every, I mean, I can't even say there's, there 20 that I've had in the last two years because people don't really make them. I I've had one or two that I was like, I like this, but I'm, it's not something I seek out. Nightmare on Brett is probably one of the only few that kind of sticks out in my mind from Crooked Stave. Um, but I would trust them to do it. Yeah. Like properly. Crooked Stave, if you're going to give the, the style to somebody to go, yeah, I need a sour stout. Let's think of a couple breweries that'll do it. Jester King maybe could do a good one. Yeah. Crooked Stave, absolutely. Like, Black Project. Rest R.I.P. But I bet they could have done a good one. Yeah. But, like, that's four pla- three places in the entire country. So. Flex. I'm not doing a sour stout. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect one out of me either. Unless Danny tells me I have to. But. You do hey, do you want to see sales really get tanked? Yeah. Yeah. Sell the sour stout. You really want to drive things down in the winter months? <laughs> yeah, this is. I, I really like this. I've been uh, I've been organizing them by favorites so far over here on my side, and so oh. far I've got coffee as my number one. Well, I'm not including the 2021. That's an outlier. I'm comparing all this this year's to themselves. So I've got coffee, then regular, and then the Richard, Richard. the beer, and then. <laughs> I had this, but now this is now my number one, which I wasn't expecting, by the way. When we say dessert stout, I was like, ah, this is probably going to be the bottom for mine because, you know, going into it, I was like, it's going to be like most other ones. And it definitely surprised me. So, right. Right. Yeah. It's 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 really kind of surprisingly refreshing if that's even a thing to be found in a dessert. 
you know, stout, but um, the citrus is really nice, like you said. So keeps you keeps you coming back for more. Yeah. I'd love to see this one after a year of sitting. Yeah. And see if they, as the other flavors mellow out, if the orange actually pops even more than it already does. But I guess that's a game for next year. When we come <laughs> back and we do it again, yeah. and we squirrel away the the dessert one from this year. You'll have to come to Solon oh, uh, to get the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do this out Danny there. Danny will squir- yes. squirrel it away for you, uh, <laughs> and we will all come together next year. I've been putting a little it. bit of each one we've tasted. Oh, a cuvee of... Into a cuvee. Dick cuvee. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty cuvee of, of dick, dick in this glass. Yeah, a lot of dick in that glass. <laughs> it's full of... It's like half full of dick. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to slug it right... Elegant way of saying you're just drinking the dump bucket right now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, all of these, it's not a bad idea for this one, though, because, I mean, like, having the beer and having all the other versions of the beer could actually be really good. Have you been tasting it every single time you add stuff to it? No, it's going to be a total surprise. I guess if I was more scientific, maybe. But I'm not. (laughs) It's fair. That's fair. I'm interested to see how the golden ticket interacts with well because it's just like coffee orange and and stout at the moment right and then that's uh the golden tickets all what coconut, coconut cacao coconut and, uh, and vanilla beans vanilla. and vanilla beans yeah mm-hmm. and so it's it's, it's actually a, a blend of um barrel aged velvet and oh richard as well i'm gonna pass that out now you guys Look, so one fun that. thing that we do at the brewery Oh my God, that smells so good. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys smell coconut? (laughs) It's a Mounds bar. Um, We wax dip. uh, We we pick a a different color every year. And so it's a big, it's a big thing for us to be able to talk about what is, what is the color for next Mm -hmm. year. Golden ticket, however, is always wax dipped in gold it's it's become somewhat of a tradition uh, as one would expect so this bottle is um and we 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 do a limited amount um more so than any of the others which makes sense and it's been a lot of fun to offer people the first 100 people to stand in line i think you know they get the golden ticket bottle and um and that's a ton of fun like we were talking about with people coming out in 11 degree temperatures and oh my god freezing freezing themselves and at least they had bacon thank god for that but <laughs> that's some commitment anyway so bacon and fellowship bacon and fellowship with your friends a lot of times too you know yeah just like you were saying earlier oh just, yeah you know, i mean that's half the that's half the fun it's half, half the, the fun, reason yeah. you do it is hanging out with your friends where did when did the golden ticket start is that three years ago you're testing my uh, yeah, my memory here, which we're is not back great. to the other business yeah. partners. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, that's fine. They'll hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first Richard release, we had a golden ticket. So. I think this is our third year. Okay, I could have been the first. Mm. Third or fourth, yeah. Yeah, because the first time we did it, we did, um, I think it was the first 100 in line, and then last year was the first 200, and this year is the first 300 uh, in, in Iowa City, and then here we did the first 150 in Des Moines, 150, and Iowa City 50. Sorry, I'm just like recounting all that stuff, but <clears throat> yeah, I think it was three years ago. Might have been four. Yeah. That's awesome. The actual like golden ticket where you had to be in line, I think, might have been three years ago, and then we might have done it the year before as just a, our first runoff of it. Now, how did everything's happening in soccer right now? A big eruption yeah, of applause. Excited. But uh, if it was three years ago, you're saying 2020, like, in every single episode, we always talk to everybody about That's the pandemic because it always has to come up yeah. for everything. How did how did that, Richard, happen during the pandemic? Did it happen during the pandemic? How did you guys handle it? Yeah, I mean, obviously happened during the pandemic. Um, but when we were actually shut down, it was shut down, you know, in March and April for actually not being people couldn't be present. So... So yeah, now that you're saying that, that puts it more in perspective because then it means that it was 2019, whatever. Yeah, that we did the golden ticket before. It was like, how are we going to do it this time? So <clears throat> that's when we first put up the uh, covering on our outside patio in Iowa City. So yeah, um, we were able to make it to space everybody out because we have the huge lawn space, you know, where 
blessed with all of that. And we have our fire pits and we actually put in a second patio with five. So we have 10 fire pits there, but we originally had five. So we put in the second patio that summer because we knew we were going to be spacing everybody out. So then that, that's that's kind of how it happened. And then um, pre-sold the brunch tickets and then we had to like kind of seat all the tables. Um, and then we like uh, how we actually served brunch was a little bit different, but sure. Yeah. Well, it's good that you guys could still find a way to do the Richard Day. We had to, during you it, know, because yeah. it'd like, be a shame to like have a gap. Yep. And we also had a drive through. Oh, really? For That's people awesome. to pick up. So that was something that came with that is like, well, we'll we'll have people who if they want to just drive through, we can set it in the back seat of their car and they can take off. Um, or if you want to be, you know, spaced out and do do all the things that we were doing at that time, then we have that option as well. Cool. Well, and I know, you know, speaking of the pandemic, James was mentioning earlier that he kind of want everyone to weigh in on their coronavirus origin theories and thoughts. Oh yeah, that's definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something we bring up every every time actually, not just the struggles from he was, it, but actually he was going to put his face mask on first. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And we went there. We went there. <laughs> oh, this golden ticket's crazy. It's very good. Thanks for so, taking us off that. That's oh. great. Golden it was really fun. <laughs> One day I called uh, Josh Seiler and chatted with him briefly, and I said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I'm toasting coconut today." So, um, the coconut that you're picking up—it's just got so a good. really nice warmer to it. Um, Can toasted, I assume. You guys all toasted. toasted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we have, I don't you know, whatever vanilla beans, Madagascar or something. I, I can't really tell the difference, I guess, but maybe you guys can. Um, and I think they're pureed up like in a food, food processor mm-hmm. and soaked in, soaked in rum. Yeah. I, I mean, you need, uh, I mean, you're spending a boatload on, on vanilla beans. Yeah. So beans are, expensive. you want to use some, some high proof spirit to, uh, extract as much. Yeah. You're not. You're not using it to fortify the beer or anything like yep, that. Yep. You're just basically making like a strong vanilla tincture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when I came on board, I steered these guys towards a, a dark overproof rum because I'm a rum guy and I think the, the flavors <laughs> play well. Yeah. But, um, I think that's an understatement that you're a rum guy. Like, you are a rum aficionado. Which is very cool. So. Been getting into some rum from Ghana lately. I've, I'm not a rum guy. So if you're going to start saying things about rum, you're going to go start going over my head very quickly. I once had a rum barrel at work that we filled with a Belgian quad, and it was good. Yeah, honestly, I, I tend to stay away from rum barrels. They usually show up in pretty bad shape. Yeah, it was bad. It was one of the leakiest barrels I've ever seen in my they're life. All, too. They're all almost exclusively like ex-bourbon barrels so bourbon barrels are meant to be used once and then they fill them with rum and put them in the caribbean heat where mm-hmm. you know that expansion and contraction is just so exaggerated and you know if you don't get them super fresh the hoops are falling off yeah it's like not even worth using as soon as we got ours the only thing we had in the tank was seltzer base so that's what's in there right now <laughs> in a rum barrel <laughs> So that's exciting. Someone out there is just, their heart just hurt or sank. (laughs) You put seltzer in a rum barrel? That's all I had. And I didn't want to sit on it for more than, you know. I think we got it in Monday. And Don't you have seltzer in a tequila barrel too? No, we put a goza in that. Oh, okay. Mm. Thought about putting seltzer in that. And this is why they paid the big bucks. Would you rather do a seltzer... (laughs) Barrel-aged seltzer or a sour stout? Oh, barrel-aged seltzer, hands down, for sure. I would, I would do one every quarter if I could. Once again, I'll have to go with the seltzer on that one. Barrel-aged seltzer, will, just from a sales standpoint, it would sell better, even though it hurts my heart to think about. You could make some cocktails out of that. Yeah. That's, yeah that's, we're just cutting it literally like a third of it's just going to be like adjuncts. It's just going to be, they're both rum-based. I think it's a painkiller and a Mai Tai is what the plan is. Don't you dare call it a Mai Tai if you're putting seltzer in it. <laughs> I mean, it's inspired by a Mai Tai. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm a Mai Tai purist, so. Oh, I, I would love to try one. I've never had a Mai Tai. The, it's so, and here's what, I know, I know, I know. You're gonna, you're gonna lay into me. All the rum cocktails are just so sweet. I mean, rum is very sweet. But all the, all the. Rum is not sweet. Oh my. Liquor in general it's a, comes it's off It's a perceived sweet. sweetness yeah, because yeah. it's made from sugarcane, molasses, but. And you gotta be careful with uh, a lot of the countries they don't have real strict labeling laws. They can be pretty misleading, but um, like Jamaican rum, for instance, uh, you're not allowed to add sugar. So there's no residual sugar that makes it through the distillation process. Oh, wow. Um, but some of the Central South American uh, countries, they get pretty loose with their labeling. There's one very uh, popular and somewhat expensive brand that has 23 on their label. That is not 23 year, 23 year old rum. That's uh, intentionally misleading. Well, that's it was made good. by a 23 year old. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what I, I mean, why would they intentionally mislabel 20? Like, I don't get it. So people think it's 23 year old rum and they'll pay the premium for back sweetened garbage rum. Oh, okay. Interesting. You're going to take this down a rabbit hole. You I know. I'm sorry. Go. Okay. We've gone right, too far, from, yeah. we've gone too far from the dick. Nose. <laughs> so back to the dick. Um, we have the. <laughs> Richard DeWell. Yeah. <laughs> we have the golden ticket that we're, we're tasting through right now. And so uh, with Richard, it is a combination of different barrels blended together, selected by, by the team. Um, and then we have velvet blended into mm-hmm. the golden ticket. So, yeah. um, so that's what makes this one a bit different. I, di- I don't feel like its body is as heavy. Uh, I don't know if I'm the only one here, but I do think that there's perhaps a difference in its, in, in a little bit of its weight. Um, but you certainly pick up the wonderful coconut. Oh yeah. It's delicious. Great way to, great way to cap it off. Great way to cap it off. I'm a big coconut guy, so huge. Our collab is a coconut-based stout. It so. is. I'm a big coconut guy. I know some people like coconut. For some people, they don't like it. Some people they really like. It. But I'm I'm on the. I really love coconut almost in anything. I can I, I can understand the aversion if you've had like bad coconut beer because it can come off as like suntan lotion or whatever. It also depends like, on the quality of the coconut that you're 100%, using too. 100. Absolutely, yeah. Like hand toasting it is definitely like the right way. Oh yeah. Like, and I'll just eat handfuls of it when yeah. I'm toasting it. That's why I love a pizza oven. Having a having a kitchen is really nice for toasting coconut. That is we can nice, just run yeah. it through the pizza oven, toss it, run it back through the pizza oven. Oh, until I love desired. that. Yeah, until desired oh. amount, yeah. Okay, so there are two very important things we need to do. Jack, you have to rank. You have to rank. The, oh, yeah, I'll um, rank them. Your favorites. And then James. Um, I'm going to chug this cuvee. Don't okay. chug the cuvee. <laughs> Give us tasting notes on the... The cuvee. I'll taste it, sip. I'll sip it, and then I'm gonna shoot the rest of it. For, sure. <laughs> it's for Team America, they need it. <laughs> I, I know everyone was hoping for the upset with the golden ticket to go over above the dessert one, but it did not. Mm. Oh, so dessert still reigns supreme because it's a very unique flavor that I don't think I've had uh, a lot of in the past, especially in beer. I've tried to homebrew a chocolate orange stout once, definitely not barrel aged, definitely not like this, and that was in like 2004, and it was awful. It was terrible as much as I like orange chocolate stuff. So this was a refreshing surprise for me. So that one remains number one. Number two is the golden ticket one. I love coconut, so there you go, that's it. And then coffee, and then Richard. So there you go. Richard 2022. 2021 gets to live on its own island of 2021 because I think it's an unfair comparison, but if I had to put it in the rankings, it would be surprisingly high. (laughs) I like aged barrel aged out that's been sitting for over a year. There's just something cool and the mellow and all the flavors changing. But that's, I can't do that. Not this time. Okay. I would do, uh, it'd be Golden Ticket, Richard, Orange, Chocolate Orange, and then uh, the coffee. Mm. That'd be my rankings. And I guess I'll sip this. Coffee doesn't get an elevated thing because it's the morning still. Got a pod divided here. It's we good. always are they're divided. They're all good. I'm not saying it's the worst. I'm saying we did, they're all we did, good. We didn't have an argument for so long, and then we were like, we've never argued, and then we immediately argued in an episode. So I would love to know, what was the first aroma 
that you like. It's gotta be coconut, it. right? I don't. He know. is drinking the blend. Yeah, this is the Cuvée. <laughs> this also has 2021 in it. Um, <laughs> oh really? There you go. This is the worst. <laughs> uh, the aroma is just kind of like a general sweet chocolate. Okay. I think the vanilla and the coconut are doing a lot of work to kind of round everything here. It does taste quite nice though. I mean, it's like it's just like general sweetness that uh, coffee contributes to more of that underlying fruitiness, I suppose. The citrus is kind of brightening it up a bit, but then it's just like straight sweetness. I mean, I would, it's good. I like it. This milk chocolate What's your untapped rating for this Dick Cuvée? 2022. Can you give us precise ratios that you used? And maybe yeah, I would like, yeah, what were the, the ratios in there? Yeah. It's just We're an building unfair this at Cuvée. Home. You're right. Do I, I, I should give the recipe out. You're right. Yeah. I'm going to think about it. We'll put it. it in the description below. Well, it, it literally would be like a dash of this. A yeah. dash of the next one. Yeah. The recipe will be in the description below. Chef's choice on this one. Yeah. I can help people taste it make sure it's right we'll record a video of you going through the tasting notes with them to make sure that it's yeah, done right for sure supplement on video content for the podcast he really did shoot the rest of that that is insane no. it wasn't that much <laughs> it was it was not that much liquid however uh these are generally clocking in around 12 percent. so i'm we have a, i'm sure we have a cot somewhere keaton probably has in case you need to take a just a minute we got brunch going on. Yeah, there we go. I had a little layer coming in. I'll just layer some more food over it. So. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's like it's like Christmas for Big Grove. Today is Christmas for Big Grove, I think. I'm going to be very it lubricated is. for decorating my house for the holidays today. Because oh, that's yeah. what I'm doing for the rest of the day. You haven't put your tree up yet? No, I, we get a real tree. So oh. I, I wait. It'll probably be next weekend just because... You never want to take the gamble, put the real tree up too early, and then it's dead by Christmas. Because that happened to us one year. And that was a nightmare because <laughs> I'm also allergic to <laughs> trees, pollen, dust, dust mites and the world. So for whatever reason, when it starts dying and the pine needles just start getting shifted around by my cat and my dog and I'm finding them everywhere and they're in the bed, it's a bad time for my allergies. You should just get a fake tree. I like the pine smell and like I've and the real tree-ness. It's worth the, the hives I get from trying to put it up with myself. A definite solution to your problem yeah. that you're not going to take. <laughs> I'm also allergic to cats and dogs, and I have both. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for having us here. Keaton, Danny, Janelle, Jack, and Nathan, and me. I'm thankful for myself. Thank you for being here. This is great. This Still was amazing. Out at yeah, this was 30 awesome. in the morning on Saturday morning among World Cup Day, Richard Day, 14-degree day. Um, all culminated in a very good conversation with you guys. Mm -hmm. I hope you started a precedent here, Janelle, by reaching out to us, having us do one of these tasting episodes. So every other brewery <laughs> will do that with their releases too. And Lula and, also did let us have a tasting of their release that was coming out too, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, but that was just part of like an episode. This is like, yeah. I mean, if you guys need us to come back for Velvet, uh -huh. we'll do that. Yeah. Isn't HGTV okay. out today? It is. I'm about to have some of that. Maybe uh, some of these barrels we got back here when they're ready to go. Yeah, we'll be yeah. here. We could be podcast, but outside next time when it's warm out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love that. Totally. Well. Um, until next time. Until next time. Wait, is there anything else to plug? For the Guild's official podcast. Oh, yeah. Come have Richard if it still exists. Come have Richard. Go to any of the big groves around you. There's three this year. Yeah, I mean, if Danny you didn't, said there's more next year. Yeah, if you didn't know, the Des Moines location's been open for a bit. It's great. This is only my second time here, actually. So the first time, it was horrifyingly busy, and it's going to be busy when I walk out there and order another beer, too. <laughs> it's great. I love this space. You guys crushed it. It's pleasantly busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's good to be busy. Also, you and Lou are the closest breweries to my house. It takes me less than five minutes to get here. So, yeah. A+. Plus. Handy. Yeah, that's good. And yes, like real that. quickly, like Jack said, we are the official podcast of the Iowa Brewers Guild. Go support them by following all of their social media. Follow all of our social media. Uh, and this is where I would have a tagline if we had one. But We'll work on that. I feel like that should be the tagline. 
Do you guys have any pluggables? Like, do you yeah. find on socials? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, check us out big, uh, at Big Grove on the Insta, Facebook, TikTok. Oh, you guys are on the talk. We are. Is it Big Grove Brewing or is it just Big Grove? Oh, man. I big think Grove. Big Grove. Is it just Big Grove? Okay. I'm sorry. I sh- need to um, search both and see what you find. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll link to it. We can link to them. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. We have, um, we get to work with really creative, talented people in our, in our tap rooms. And so we have a team. We call them our front house marketing leads. So we call them the FMLs, our beloved FMLs. And so... They're always creative and putting together different TikToks and you know what I mean? Cause it's, yeah. So we, we have a blast with that. And then the team gets to have fun on the TikTok. They do. We all they get do. to have fun, but that's just letting people run and just be creative and do their things. Danny, awesome. do you want to plug your cosplay TikTok as well? Um, yeah, that's for another one. Okay. So uh, for another <laughs> podcast. Amazing. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is fun guys. Thank you. This has been a production of the Vorloff Hour, the official podcast of the Iowa Brewers Guild. Special thanks to Andrew Hoyt for the intro music and Balanced Scale Media, LLC, for our sponsor segments and outro music. Find the Vorloff Hour wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.